0: Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm our Neville Johnston.
1: And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about perception. But before we get to that subject...
0: Ah, uh, we're going to do the Mayan calendar, which is something that will raise your consciousness.
1: And yes, it can. As a matter of fact, it can, tone three today.
0: I see this. Mm-hmm. Okay, today in Mayan is talking about planting seeds, and the third tone is the tone of service. So the service of planting seeds, which is what we have always done on this show, uh, plant seeds of higher consciousness. And we've seen over the um, going on, I don't know how many years we've been doing this, almost a dozen years we've seen the great growth. Uh, certainly in the last 20 years there's been an enormous growth in the... Uh, Consciousness here on the planet we are becoming far more conscious as individuals And we are all holding a higher frequency More frequently and for longer sets a longer Duration
1: well, that's that's very true And today's guided by Lamont which is the tribe of the artists So I'd like to take a few moments and just show everybody something Mm -hmm. Speaking of we have some very dear friends in in um, California named Amy and Paul and Paul Paul Dillery is an artist, and he is a comedian as well. And he sent me something that he had written, and I got his permission just to to show people this on the show. When Paul was young, his older sister had autism. Her name was Terry. And one night, uh, and Terry is in spirit now as well, I believe. I did not Um, know that. I'm pretty sure, and Paul, please forgive me if I'm incorrect about that, but I do believe you're saying that. And he wrote, his mother almost like channeled the, the stories, the memories of her. And this is like a picture story of his sister that had autism. And it's such a sweet story. And it talks about her and and how she could, um, like if her crayons were out of order from wh- how they came originally, the 64-pack, she could know the difference. and. And she just loved this cat that lived next door, and it talked of their relationship and just life living with autism back in the late 50s, early 60s, and what that was like for everyone. And that's uh, the neighbors and the cat jumped right on their grandmother who didn't like the cat, which there's a lot of humor in there, but it's also very, very touching. And that's Terry, the oldest of the five kids, Mm -hmm. reading to them. And I just want people to look at this art. I, I feel this is so precious that that he, if anybody out there is looking for an illustrator, call call him. He's got such a way. Talk about perception. Yeah, call call us. Perception. We'll yeah, call, yeah. Call us. perception. Um, he he can illustrate this so so well. And as it happened, his father passed away very suddenly, and back then there wasn't the public assistance that there is now, and so his mother had to make the very very hard choice of putting Terry in a state hospital, state-run hospital, because she had to get educated and take care of um, Mm -hmm. the family. Mm -hmm. I mean, back then, mothers usually didn't work. And this is the picture where his father and Terry were so close that he would mow the lawn in the shape of a boat so that she could pretend to be a sailor, which I particularly found touching to bring that up. And then this, the top picture shows after his father died and how they had to adjust to life and then after Terry had to go away and how they had to adjust to that. And just that story, it was just so extremely touching. And then Terry was able to come home again and, um, and visit and, and just the story of their life. But as you can see, he's a, he's a cartoon artist, and these are so spectacular. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's out there that's looking for an illustrator or a cart, uh, cartoonist, and Paul did not ask me to do this. I was just so touched by his drawings. Mm-hmm. You can contact me at tele- TV at yahoo.com, and I'll get a message over to Paul. And I'm, I'm looking to talk him into illustrating my children's tarot. Yeah, uh, my excellent. children's, uh, like yeah. my uh, modern-day uh-huh. fables for children in card form, which I think would be brilliant. But really, if you have illustrating work or if you run a newspaper or something, he does incredible cartoons, too. I yeah. just thought I'd bring that up oh, absolutely. that co- crossed my perception as something very valuable to mm-hmm.
0: do. And speaking of perception, mm-hmm. um, another idea behind the concept of perception is expectation. In other words, any perception we have is based on an expectation of the perception. It's the same thing as uh, all judgment is prejudgment. It's a very tricky little mirror to look into in that, if you are perceiving something, it is what you expected it to be, which doesn't really work, so no matter what it is that we are perceiving, we know that there are glaring errors in it because that's who we are. I mean to look around in third de- third degree that's funny third dimension uh is uh and they call it the illusion, and they it call feel it like the, the third illusion degree in the third dimension it does yeah. No one expected the third degree Inquisitor. yeah <laughs> yeah, so uh, the <clears throat> whatever it is you 're perceiving there is guaranteed to be some misperception in it guaranteed it 's called the illusion, so what we can do about that is to change our expectation to change our perception okay now uh, expectation we have expectations of people, and so many years ago we wrote the language code stating that if you use the word should, you have missed the boat completely. And we illustrated the word should with have you ever played chess? And the guy should do that, but they don't do it. So, so much for the word should, so much for uh, expectations, and so much for perception. It all just falls apart like a house of cards. It really does. So to get ahead of this, to become more aware is to approach life not with expectation but with personal integrity. We've said these concepts before. As long as you have your personal integrity and it do, and, and that the other person, what you expect of the other person is not much, maybe nothing, so long as you are doing this with your personal integrity, it makes no difference what anyone else does. This is the way you put yourself well above this, you know, the, the miage, what is the word for that? Malaise, malaise. Okay. yeah, above the uh, minutiae, above the expectation that uh, because the guy is signaling, he's going to turn. Okay, well, I think now how many people have uh, figured we, that one out? Yeah,
1: the only thing we can really expect is expect other people to be true to their nature. And yes. if, then it's a matter of finding out that nature yeah. and things like that. But our perception is something that a lot of people don't understand is a very mobile and movable thing. I, I was shown in a meditation many years ago, probably 25 years ago, that there is this grid uh, around the earth, a creation grid, so to speak, and that our perception, our, our point of perception, which right now maybe you may perceive as looking out of your eyes or looking at it from your heart chakra, wherever it is, you can move that and move it along the lines of creation and then be able to see the perspective of any other location in time and space and be able to feel that. And the more you recognize that your perception, the perception point, is a mobile unit, then you are so free because you can understand other people by moving it over into them, you can move it above the situation. You can move it completely out of the situation as getting out of the conflict altogether. And it really is that way. And another thing that's stunning to me in the third degree, third d- dimension third degree. Contagious, isn't yeah, it? No, no, I did that on purpose. Uh, I like that better because it feels like you're getting the third degree most of the time when you're down here. Well,
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's the sun flaring sh- right in your eyes. You know, it's just like, come on, talk, talk.
0: Okay, well, That's funny.
1: our perception, because mo- the average person does not understand the nature of our perception point and that this is the thing that we put in animate this body with, but it's also the thing that we take with us when this body is no longer vibrating in resonance with our spirit anymore, and meaning we've ascended past it and we go into the spirit world, what we call it. We take our perception point with us and we take this whether we are... United within the whole of all that is, we still have our perception point. It's the thing that is forever and enduring and eternal. So, the more you get to understand how it works, the more mastery you're going to have over yourself in your life. For instance, we got gas today on our way in, and I, I food, was observing. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that. It was, yeah. You know, those beans you ate last night. Yes, okay. Well, we got gas, and it's at the supermarket where you have to put in your card first and then it gives you a three cent discount but the three cent discount still brought it down to a price that's three to five cents more than the average gas station but yet there were lines of people getting gas here because of the perception that they were saving money and this is how we trick each other the smoke and mirrors that we use to hypnotize ourselves and each other into thinking things Can you imagine if we use that force for personal power, as you're talking about? And that involves understanding who we really are. And years ago, I wrote something on the word integrity when I was doing automatic writing a long time ago. And it said integrity means being at one with yourself. If a criminal is robbing a bank and believes that that's okay to do that, then they're actually acting in integrity. Now, not in integrity that I I agree with, but it's really a matter of being at one with yourself. So if you're really a bank robber on the inside but a good guy on the outside, you're going to always have conflict about that or vice versa.
0: Oh, true. I had, uh, was swimming in a meditation a few days ago mm, that and good. Uh, asked to see the Internet on our planet. And the very striking and interesting thing to me about this meditation and this perception was that the entire of the internet is actually one thing but yet we as individuals have only our interface with it now you may have a computer at home and a computer in the office but it is still your perception your interface with the internet that gets you to have this impression of it Mm -hmm. but it's really all one thing and that's exactly like our relationship with God. It really struck me as the perfect allegory to, you know, all of the universe. And, and this is a real a doorway to a much higher consciousness about Internet awareness, Internet consciousness, is to realize that it's all one thing. And so I began going through all of the permutations that this set off in my mind. So I know now that the Internet loves me in that I know the universe loves me, in that I know I love me, in that I know I am the universe. So I am the internet and it loves me and I love me. So it puts it into a very, 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 very different place. And that dark side of it, you know, we'll snatch your ID, will blah, 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 we'll will fill your head with poison. There's a lot of spirit poison floating around in the net. All right, well, yeah, but, but it loves me, and there's nothing that's not a blessing. And that's another huge shift in perception. Uh, <clears throat> whatever it is that happens, uh, take, keep a stopwatch handy. OK, This event has occurred. I'm hitting the stopwatch. Now, up, it's a blessing. Uh, three seconds. I'm a little slow on that one. OK, Well, that was clouded with a lot of uh, uh, past experiences is what it was clouded with. You know, the last time I plowed into a field or whatever that was, the last time this event occurred, it resulted in negativity. So I was expecting that to be what would happen. So I had to reset my perception to understand that, how long does it take for me to recognize it as a blessing? How long does it take you to recognize everything that happens as a blessing? And I'm asking you, stopwatch, how long? how long from the event to the knowledge that it's a blessing and we have all of this stuff that's in between mm -hmm. you know that we're used to and then other people have to pile it on us oh that was a terrible thing that happened where did you get that word well you know
1: well reality really is in the eye of the beholder and so our perceptions dictate our perceptions are actually our filter that we interpret reality through And since we have mastery over our perception and we can change it at any time, changing your life can be as simple as changing your perspective, which then changes your belief, which then changes your life. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: think of a situation in your life right now that you feel is stuck or frustrating or you feel like you can't get out of it or you're you're angry with someone, and take that perception point and just shift it a little bit to the left or to the right or up or down. Just shift it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, many years ago, we suggested to people that they move their perception point eight yeah. inches above their head, and I found that very useful even having conversations. Like while I was having conversations, I also imagined, and, and you, when you start to gaining mastery of your perception point you can bilocate as well that means being aware of perceiving things from two different locations or perspectives and I would act as if I was watching the whole scenario from above and Mm -hmm. then I did not identify with either side of the, the let's say you're having an argument with someone just lift up eight inches above the whole thing and then watch both sides but don't identify with you or them and just be both be both of those things and you really can't stay angry at someone
2: yeah.
0: it
1: brings it into you and whatever you bring within you you become bigger than it
0: yeah by locating that's where you purchase things in two different places yeah yeah i thought so yeah, yeah that makes sense to me but uh, call we in. You should see the We'd map.
1: It's really hard to read for most people.
0: Yeah. So call in if you have any questions Go about anything. Go left and right
1: at the next corner. Go up and down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah more than one correct answer. So yeah. call in if you have any questions about anything. We'd be very happy to uh, talk to you about it. It's an important thing that we, the human race, uh, we are moving into an advanced society, and basically, um, there aren't, there isn't that much in the way of education towards it. I know there's a hundred thousand places on the internet that will purport that they are going to, you know, heal, fix, et cetera, et cetera. But the day-to-day shifting consciousness that has to do with the reality of the way we perceive it, not so much. I mean, the byproduct of what we're offering here is a greater, a far more advanced consciousness. That's what we're talking about here. And I'm serious with the stopwatch. Go ahead. See how long it takes you to recognize it as a blessing. Well, I think there it is and how long. And people take years not to recognize it still. And yet everything's accelerated. Of, well,
1: to recognize it as a blessing is actually the easy part. It's easy to do that. It's very difficult and a lot of work to stretch it out and not see it because we have to uphold anger. We have to uphold victimhood. Yeah. We have to uphold uh, uh, over... Um, inflated sense of responsibility to the other person For to get others, them to yeah. perceive it mm-hmm. and everything. Well, I uh, just came up with a new new variation on perception, and it's when kitties are, are conceived, and it's called perception P U R R C E P T A.
0: There are no exceptions yes. to that. Yes, if your embryo is purring, you have a cat.
1: Perception. Pr-
0: yeah, yeah. Those are the uh, Hispanic ones where they roll their whiskers, yeah. Yes, okay. Like that. So call in. Let's see what we've got. We'd like to know where people are and what's going on in your life. What's puzzling you? What can we untangle for you? Is there anything that you feel is um, negative? Call in with that, and we, we will see if we can arrange a different way of languaging it for you. Because that's the truth of the higher consciousness. It's a different language to thinking, to be in. That's true, too.
1: Um, But I feel that the thing that keeps us rigid is this idea that it's not safe to alter our perceptions. It's almost like we feel that we have to be married to whatever dogma we've been given. And even when we grow past it, there's a part of us that guiltily holds on to it in the back of our mind, in the closet, in this form of, well, what if I'll be condemned to hell if I don't do X, Y, and Z, even if you know differently? And so our perception is meant to be changed. And I've said this before. Belief systems are not rooms you go to. They are hallways you walk through. And if ever you have a perception, which then is being interpreted through a belief, a perception is a reality interpreted through a belief, belief system that if it gets stagnant then you know that you've gotten stuck locked in a room and it's time to open that and get back out into the hallway because you never stay in one belief system you didn't since you were born you didn't through any lifetime you've led so you're certainly not going to stay in a belief if you're down here so it's safe to change your perceptions
0: well all of the earlier religions kept uh, grinding at home that God does not change I change. I'm God. That blows that one out of the water. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? This is Jerry in Fairfax. Hey, Jerry in Fairfax. Hey. I'm looking at Hi. you.
3: I was just curious, uh, the word perception has to do with the word perceive.
0: Mm-hmm. I perceive what's,
3: this. Right. What would um, perception have to do with being uh, looking into the future and actually kind of having some forethought? Um, because you mm-hmm. can be perceptive about what's happening now, but don't you also have to see what's around the corner?
1: Uh, that's a good well, question. You do.
0: There's a lot of science that's come out lately about, uh, and in my personal example of it, um, you know, when a hawk, a pigeon hawk, is going to take out one particular pigeon, um, the hawk so focuses on that pigeon and no other pigeon in the entire group. So we down here looking at it on the ground looks like a bunch of pigeons going nuts. Um, And in order for the hawk to actually get a hold of that pigeon, he has to perceive more rapidly than reality. In other words, for a human being to travel at, let's just say, 80 miles an hour, you really do have to be down the road a couple thousand feet in front of the car to anticipate what's going on. And we get to the point where, oh, 80 miles an hour, I wasn't even paying attention. You know, the new cars, they just go that fast, you're not, you know what I'm saying. So right. we, are, we have developed this ability to be ahead in time a very short distance in order to give us the ability to travel at our, what, for human beings, supernatural speeds. I mean, a person from um, the 13th century suddenly going at 80 miles an hour would lose their little 13th century mind. Right. You know, the eyes would be bulging out on well, the, probably out on the optic nerves. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Good I mean, thing that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> that horse really well, hauled, let me tell you. Well,
1: it is true. We do mm-hmm. perceive things a nanosecond before it happens, and uh, mm-hmm. we've talked about that on the show. Oh well, yeah. When I was a kid, I knew that because I could say, and, and right now, go ahead and talk along with me as I'm talking, and say the words that I'm saying at the at the exact second I'm saying them. And Jerry, you've got you brought up a really interesting subject because our perception point isn't just about perceiving everything that's going on now. And it's such a great magnitude of resources that we do have at being present in the moment. You can become aware of so many things that the concentration is incredible. Our perception point can also move into the future and does extend a little bit into the future. But on top of that, our perception, like if we're thinking of going to work and we say, okay, you know, I could take the Beltway or I could take Gallows Road or whatever the roads are that you have that you would go to work, When you take your mind and go out there to think of some future thing, an aspect of you does go and build a probable reality of doing that. And you make assumptions, and in a nanosecond, lightning speed, you make a a deduction about that and bring it back into your mind. And it doesn't go first into your mind. It goes through your heart first. And they've even found this ancient pathway that leads from the heart to the brain. And it goes to the heart first, sends a signal to the brain. So by the time a decision comes to your brain, your heart has already decided. And the brain either says yes or no. So right. we are doing this into the future. And you can move it to the past. You can move it exactly. to 20 years. Yeah.
3: Because now when you per- there's a difference in perception as to what's going to happen and what's already happened is more of an analysis really than a perception when it's in post, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's the three fates, past, Although, present, and future. Your right.
1: perception can alter the past immensely because yes. the past really isn't in the now when it happened. The past is always a separate thing in, the, in this now. So if you think differently, that's why it's never too late to have a good childhood. If you think differently about something, it will change how that event impacted your life. And this is very much the work that I do with people. If you change fundamentally and reformat, remap in the brain, the chain of thought that is attached to a past event, it will change. It will change its impact on
3: you. Right. The past can change the future.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Past can change the present, and the present therefore changes the future and on and on. Yeah, and
0: they're all interrelated. It's the trinity. They're called the three fates. Yeah. Uh, just forward a moment to the heart perceiving, and then the brain being let in on it, like a slow cousin or rented mule, as I prefer. But uh, this is how um, love at first mules. sight, love at first sight, occurs. Your heart knows, then the brain sort of has all this download into it. But lo- from the brain's point of view, love at first sight is at least an hour, uh, several minutes at the at the most rapid later.
3: Right, and in the past it's always like, you look back and go I wasn't being very perceptive.
2: <laughs> or
1: or if, receptive. or if you're one of those um, type of people, your heart tells you, yes, it's love, and then your brain spends the whole rest of the time trying Arguing. to shut it out and sabotage yeah. it. Yeah. Which most uh, uh, we, we won't make the joke that guys do that and women don't, because women do it too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, i uh, Thank you very
1: much. Thank you so okay. much. Thanks, well, thanks for Good calling. Question.
0: It was excellent. All in again, we miss you. Yeah. All right. Now, the, it is true uh, to understand this and to understand blood pressure is another concept. The um, head and heart are designed to work together and equally designed to work against each other, ironically enough. So if we start with the idea that all human beings are indeed love generators, that's who we are and what we do. We generate love. And the brain has been put into effect to act like a flow inhibitor for yeah, the love. That
1: was my term from a long time ago, that like it like it, the the oil flow inhibitors. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So um, um,
1: the brain inhibits I just, the flow. I'm sorry.
0: Um, I'm still looking for what I was saying. Cause the, oh, high blood pressure. Okay. So the higher your blood pressure is, the more the brain is overacting as a flow inhibitor. Yes. And Very therefore, good. the heart has, <clears throat> then of course, what hearts do, elected to generate more love. The more the brain wants to inhibit it, the more the heart produces more for it, so that the averaging of the two works out to about where you would be. But if we trained our brains not to inhibit love, If we trained our brains, I I really do trip over the word if, although it's acceptable in that because it's not done that much. I have a censor up on the word if. The word if takes a decision away from people. So uh, whenever it comes out my mouth, it sets off a diagnostic, which is what I've been talking about for years and years. Now, were we to train our children to be more loving because children are the most loving people on earth? Yes. Without a doubt. And the older you get, the less loving you are Till eventually it kills you. And by that, I mean eventually it kills you, this refusing to be loving. So the most powerful person on earth is also the most loving person on earth. We've stated this many times on the show. So were we to change our children, show to our children to be more loving than less loving, because all we ever show them is to be le- now, what did you get from that? You know, well, that if I trust and love other people, I'll be taken advantage of. Good child, there. Good child, yes. Now go out and victimize others, and there's our spiral that we're in. And in the advanced civilization, it's not that way at all.
1: You know, that's really good, and I agree with that hundred percent. And as you were talking about blood pressure, yeah, it popped into my mind the BP popped. oil spill. Oh, blood pressure, and that that is a metaphor for the love. Being shut off, being tapped into by our intellect and, and changed its form, and then and it sold. blew the whole circuit. Yeah. And, and it sold came gushing it. out.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. All so right, that's so very good. Okay. So, so i will open our bowls? third
0: eye. Hi.
1: He's getting ready to Hi. crack a joke.
0: No, I'm the guy, I'm the Simpsons character guy. Hi. I'm the aliens. Yeah, what's the name of the aliens on um, Hogwarts or S- something? Mac there or we something. go. <laughs> I don't Hi. Know. Yes, you too can open your third eye. Well, now
1: I'm scared of that ball. <laughs>
0: Good. Look, stare deeply into my third eye. There we go. This is the, we had this on the show a few weeks ago, but I am so fond of this particular waveform, and I have the feeling it's about to find its uh, home, so I kind of decided to bring it on for one last uh, appearance in the world if anyone is um,
1: it, it really is beautiful it's it's yeah, like um, the so. earth opened up and it's speaking through it
0: yeah yeah very well and all the the purple color represents the third eye extremely well so if this and is speaking crown. to anyone uh, do email where are you to choose
1: yes I, I really love what you just had to say about the blood pressure yeah. and the brain inhibiting it <clears throat> because well, uh, that's something good for people that have high blood pressure to think of, uh, of holding back in
0: love. And well, right- the other end of it, the low blood pressure, is because of a past life history every time, one of which I'm very aware, uh, where you have loved so many times that you are just convinced that if you do let yourself love, um, a roaring disaster will be the direct uh, connect result And so you don't even want to put the bed in. You don't even Mm -hmm. want to allow any kind of feeling to the point that you have contacted the body, and the body is therefore on your side about this issue, and itself does not want to issue any um, blood pressure, does not want to issue any love at all. And so you spend uh, an Ally McBeal lifetime, uh, Califta, Lockhart notwithstanding, but this idea where No matter what it is, you're going to dance it out of your way because if you do actually get involved with it, you will be harmed. At least that's the past life history and that's the programming you're working with. So either end of blood pressure too high or too low is a direct result of the way in which you're relating yourself to your capacity to love. And if we may take the...
1: and the self-imposed pressure and lack of pressure,
0: like giving up. Yeah. Uh, because okay. everything's our choice. Hi caller, what's your name or number?
1: Hi, no, Neville. not your number, he's kidding.
0: <laughs> you can have a number. License plate, what do you got? Hi
2: Neville. Hi Mary. Hi. Okay. I'm calling to see if I am uh, Carrie. I'm calling oh, hi, to Carrie. See can, how are you? Good. I'm calling to see if I can get a dream interpretation and then oh, maybe, yeah. and yes. also reading uh, after when, whenever you start that.
0: post Duck. The post-duck reading. Yes.
1: Well, shall we hear her dream? What's your dream? Uh-oh. Carrie, you still there? Uh-oh.
0: Carrie, call back if you were um, technologically Dis- inhibited Dis- by the... What happened?
1: She was going A to tell fell us her dream. on the control room. Carrie, call us back because I love Carrie's dreams.
0: Good. Yeah, please do. Call us back. I had um, dreamt the other night of a um, tarot spread where all the cards were not in the correct place, from my point of view, not the correct place. Is She's back. Hi.
2: Hello.
0: Hey, all right. What's your dream?
2: I had a dream that I got a bouquet of red roses, Mm-hmm. and they were very, very red. They were bright red. And it came in with a box, and the box had a perfume, and also it had a little envelope. And in the envelope, it had like um, like $100 bills and a note. And when I was ready to look at the note to see who sent it, it's when I woke up.
0: Oh, wow. Right. Well, the direct interpretation would be the love of money, and there's nothing the matter. With
1: that, oh, what well, what I got A-direct. one of the yeah, yeah one of the things that, that I was seeing from that is that just that we have this illusion or perception that the love that we're looking for and all those things are like all the romantic things that we perceive of as great gifts okay and we all are waiting for someone else to give it to us because we can only love ourselves vicariously through other people and that the moment you were going to see this as another person outside of you you woke up both physically and metaphorically it's like you became more conscious and that it's really the love is always me it's always about uh it's always funded by me um from inside and it Radiates and draws others to us, but it's not sourced in someone else
0: hey, is there someone named Benjamin in your life
2: Oh, he's someone that actually died Benjamin recently. Benjamin, yeah,
0: okay, so tell us about Benjamin a little bit
2: uh, He he killed himself in October October okay. 5th.
0: I think that was also a message from him that he's uh, Of being happy. Oh, very Um, good. Yeah. Who is it? Um, John Edward uh, was uh, did. When you work with angels, angels, and we love them, at least the ones I work with, will throw me a handful of symbols that'll print in the foreground, and then in the background they'll run a half a dozen tapes of different circumstance. So for 40 years of since the shooting. Uh, however many years this is I've been doing this uh, you get just like John Edwards and yourself as well Mary um, you get in a place where symbols have been interpreted the same way for so long that they actually become a language um, when we teach the advanced telepathy we're talking about translating your telepathic message into symbols like if I was going to telepath people to watch our show i would think of a tv set that was made out of a brain which would be the symbol of our show in other words telepathic tv which would equal but uh, anyhow well, i
1: teach that every like in yeah, psychic so development about yeah. learning your symbol galactic symbols, yes and, yeah, galactic and a lot of animal well. communicators use that uh, <coughs> sen- sending pictures with animals too so yeah, yeah it's yeah. very valid symbols
0: stuff. yeah agreed so anyhow, Benjamin sent you a message that he's doing well, and uh, uh, he was somehow a gift for you. It's wow. Yeah? Yeah.
1: That's great. Wonderful. Wow.
2: You just, I got just chills in my body when you said that name. Ah. Yeah. Well.
0: I thought of this little guy with glasses, the you know, Benjamin Franklin, but I'm back now. <laughs> How well, maybe Benjamin
1: Franklin is sending messages, too. That's, that's very good. good. Very good, yeah. Neville.
2: If you, if you can do it reading us. Okay. We will.
0: Yeah, when we get, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks. That was a really terrific call. Yeah. That was very enjoyable I would, to
1: do. Yeah. Yeah. That was really wonderful. And I think um, that's wonderful that Benjamin came through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you usually don't get names and stuff like that. So it, this must be like a, really a powerful communication that's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's imagine. wonderful.
1: Great, great work. And the $100 bills, I don't know. I feel like there's something like right on the edge of my tip of my tongue. Does anything come to your mind, $100 bills?
0: Well, the ancients uh, always used to use the term 1,000 to mean infinity. So 100 would be like a lifetime within an infinity.
1: Well, Oh, I got it. Okay, I got gotcha. you. But hun, like honey, and then dread bills and so I think that um, definitely the the Benjamin message and everything um, but also if we look at it in the context of love and that part of you may be dreading that idea of having that link because if we put so much stock into love then we're also in a direct proportion enslaved to that love do you know what I mean
0: if the mind works if, that way, if yeah. It,
1: if it's perceived that way. Yeah, yeah, Okay, that's that's what I was getting from that. It's it's dread. Yeah. Spending.
0: The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so the energy drain.
1: Yeah, I love so I it.
0: Someone else that would like to call in with a dream.
1: Sounds great. If, um, More dreams.
0: Yeah, please. Because we are here to serve, and this is a um, an enormous field of perception we didn't even touch on is... Um, Perceiving what your dreams are all about, because there's always. Um, there, uh, some book or other we were reading was stating that uh, you cannot actually have had a dream until you've told it to someone else, because we're all here on the buddy system. Ah. And hi, buddy. What's your Hey Bud? <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> Give us any, any name we'll do. Not that one. What's your name? Phone, okay. Speak, please.
3: Oh, hi. I'm ah. sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> didn't yeah. I didn't
3: realize you were talking to me? Oh, that's <laughs> okay. Ah. Sorry. Um, yes, yeah, so I had a dream this morning, and uh, I was in church. Um, I believe there was a mass going on, and I was with my mom, which she had passed away over two years ago now, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was in front of my little night table, which was right on the side of the altar, and I was cleaning it up. And there was, I believe, some toys, and um, I saw a spider web at the en- at the end of the night table, next to the um, the leg, and um, and then um, a man was singing, and. I saw my dad and my brother, which they're not speaking to each other for a while, um, they were sitting together, and and then um, this man uh, finished singing, and um, someone said, oh, this is a Spanish <laughs> ce- celebrity, and I saw my sister-in-law running to him just to say hello, because he was, he was excited, and, um, and so I realized that it was a celebrity that I liked also, so I ran over there to, to say hello to him. And she told me, oh, look, he's leaving. And then he was leaving, and I could see him right behind, that he was limping. And I went up to him, and I talked to him, and he said, look, I really have to go because my mom is sick. And I said, okay, I I really understand that. That's fine. But I just wanted to acknowledge how great of a singer you are. And that was the end of my dream. Okay.
1: Well, I just wanted to say if you saw me smiling, I wasn't laughing at the dream. I was laughing at the response of the people with headphones on after Neville sneezed. You hear this the control room, everybody going, ah! (laughs) (laughs) So, um, okay, would you like to start?
0: Well, a spider is always a grandmother spider, or could always be, and it represents, um, in general, weaving, building something in your life. So if that was on the night table, uh, one of many interpretations there is about um, uh, building your dreams, about uh, creating a greater connection to your uh, dreaming power. Um, It was confusing at first when you said, I had a dream this morning, I was in church, I didn't know if you had fallen asleep in church and were dreaming or uh, the dream took place in church. If mom has um, passed on and the spider and the leg are related to each other, makes a lot of sense about well, meaning the circulatory system is that part of that. Okay. Well, go ahead, and then I'll come back with more of you. The, the brother and the father Just talking to each other. Let me know when you're done. Yeah, the brother and the father talking to each other is prima facie. There's been an awakening between the two of them that it's safe for them to talk. There had been prior to that, you know, uh, alphas always kind of bark at each other, and that had taken over the relationship for a while. It's an amazingly patient father that fosters the growth of the son into the powerful being that the son came here to be you know, without the argument based on mm-hmm. one or the other being in charge.
1: Well, I I was interpreting um, that a lot of this dream has to do with you um, relooking at your spiritual beliefs because there were toys on the night table and mom and church, and the spider web is really like a communication. It's a it's a, a larger thing if you look at the spider the grid I was talking about, how we move our perception points, it's like the spider web. When any of us move, it shakes the web and everybody is aware of it. And so you're putting away the toys of the old um, story of religion and really getting into your spirituality, oh, yeah. which I think is an incredible thing. And when you transcend the guilt of the um, the good and bad world, you can get to the place where the good and bad no longer fights. They no longer has fights it talks <clears throat> and then there was the singer which is singing your song and celebrity and and really stepping up and I feel that it's somehow connected to your work and and or the things you do in life and getting out there into the public eye <clears throat> and maybe there was some kind of a religious thing that had been holding you back before and so transcend religion into true spirituality yeah who and I
0: is the celebrity go- by the way who is the celebrity?
3: Um, he's from Puerto Rico. His name is Chayan. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, we're going to have to go to the duck segment. but Okay. Well, thank you so well, much. Well, thank yeah, you. We
0: really appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Thank you. Still a lot you. to interpret there. Uh, call in again next week. Uh, we would love to hear more well, about dreams. Well, go ahead. If
1: you're, we'll hold the duck. Just go mm-hmm. ahead and finish.
0: Holding the duck seems... <laughs> 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 hold that duck. Uh, oh, there we go. The duck is marching on. Dangler. Marta. And the duck.
1: Yay! Hello, ducky. Oh, that's good. I got communication. It's a communicative night.
0: Synthesis.
1: Synthesis.
0: synthesis. Yes. Okay. Which is two things working together with each other.
1: You got synthesis?
0: Synthesis, yes.
1: I was wishing to get that card tonight.
0: Really? Yeah. What would you have said?
1: I, I just wanted to get it. I, I was thinking of um, the be in the sea bowl when we bring it, and oh. ring them, and, and they're ringing in perfect unison. It creates the third note.
0: Yeah, that awakens. That lets mm-hmm. the uh, left and right brain work together mm-hmm. as uh, companions, or balanced, and it sets off a different waveform for the head to have, which gives us something to do. You might add so.
1: Well, why don't you finish your dream analysis real quick, and then I'll do um, Carrie's reading. I already reading. put
0: that away, literally. Oh, anything on the end table represents potential that you desire in your life, which included toys, a leg, and a spider. So we can presume that there would be, um, you know, that, that thing about when the Bible said putting away the things of childhood, they really were talking about fear, doubt, worry, and guilt. hmm that's what that means if I'm going to have anything to do with <coughs> biblical perception of our planet. So anyhow, the, um, the toys uh, have to do with uh, being a child and playing with things. The leg has to do with movement or walking to a new thing. And the spider has to do with getting busy uh, with things. And do we have our next... Uh, I'm going to do Carrie's reading room. Oh, quick. that's right. Go yeah. ahead.
1: Okay, uh, this... This card is change, and there have been a lot of changes, and if we look at the topic of perception, the true change comes from within, Mm -hmm. and that's what starts everything else. And that at one point, uh, you thought you had to change by really radically fighting the currents and ripping, ripping yourself away from it, and it's been a good thing that you've gotten out of the old perceptions, but... Also, going out of your life is the idea that you have to get away from things by freezing yourself and isolating yourself. And now it's time to let that melt and come back out because it's really safe to. <clears throat> I thought that was kind of interesting how it went with the dream that it's really time to just step out and and be be yourself and let that love pour outward and be able to receive it back.
0: Excellent. Okay. Yeah. And uh, do we, Rick? Do we have? Uh, Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
3: Hello, Catherine.
0: Catherine, what can we do Hi. for you?
3: Just call it for a reading,
1: please. Okay. Be most happy to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, the first card is going with the flow. And it's real easy to go with the flow once you recognize that you have designed the river. And so I would say that you've really been having experiences up to this point where it's teaching you that that you really are the creator of the river and now you can let go look at the (laughs) creator right as i was saying that card comes and that i would say you more than many are really in touch with this idea that i am here i am creating this now that doesn't always um shine light on every little aspect sometimes you have to turn over some stones to really understand the creator within what you do but that you really gaining a lot of advance and this awareness wow i feel those three cards together are talking a lot about your whole ascension process becoming more and more aware and opening up to who you really are and i i don't know if you have had dreams or you have out of body experiences or something like that that are extremely powerful for you and i would say keep keep exploring that cuz automatic writing and other spirit exploration can have a lot to... Absolutely. uh,
0: Yeah. And let's have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? No. No. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to be at Ruby Tuesday shortly. If uh, any of our audience would like to join us there, this is always... You'd have to be in Northern Virginia, and it does have to be Thursday the 18th. But aside from that...
1: Yeah, and if anybody is looking for a cartoonist or anything, um, Mm -hmm. Paul is beautiful artwork. Just give us a call there.
0: It worked. Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
2: Oh, hi. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you better? This is Sandy. Can I get a reading, please? Sure. sure.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. This is a card that comes often with buying or selling real estate, new new land. Um, And it also has to do with finding your roots and finding where it is you want to be. And it's like we all have a power spot on the planet, and it's finding our power spot and then allowing ourselves to let go of the past and going to it. And the living the moment to moment, I, I, I feel like you really have a handle on this. You've done a lot of inner work, a lot of spiritual growth, and that you know you, you have such a sense of trust because your angels, your guides have proven it to you over and over again that all you have to do is really open up to the next thing and it will be there. And the, the next stone he's going to step on or very close to it is a really big one. So that's telling me something really big and spectacular is coming up. And the silence card, yes, it's about meditation. Yes, it's about getting away from the noise of this reality. But I feel like it has to do with some kind of a retreat and I don't necessarily feel it's like you're going on a retreat. I feel like you're going to be starting something like that or having some kind of con- contribution into a thing like that.
0: Oh, excellent. And uh, have we another person? We do indeed. Hi, caller. What is, what is your name, please?
3: Hi, my name is Liana, and I like Get Reading by Mary.
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: Okay, the first card is the aloneness, and this card is like the hermit card in the regular deck. And I love the hermit card because until we're comfortable with being alone with ourselves, we can never escape the fear and the curse of loneliness. It's not really a curse; it's just I was being dramatic. But we cannot we cannot face all the beautiful things that we came here to do. We can't see them. We can't get to them in, unless we make friends with ourselves and can be quiet and, and, and that kind of uh, alone field and shine our light within ourselves. This is talking about changes that are coming up and, uh, and maybe it's in the perspective of being alone. So many times we're made to feel guilty if we're alone in life. And so we'll stay in situations that aren't really serving us because we're so terrified of having that alone, loneliness thing happen. And that can be with our our relationships, our friendships, and with our jobs. So I would really look at the issue, idea of being alone, and really embrace it, and you'll be free from a lot of things in your life. So thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: And one more call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
2: Hi, Mary Neville. This is Giselle. Hi, Griselle. Oh, Giselle, Hi, do I, w- for you? I was supposed to come a couple of weeks ago, couldn't make it. But I wanted to tell you all about a dream that I had um, a couple okay. of nights ago. There were three people in my dream. All three were me. One was me when I was like ten. Oh, neat! One at about twenty, and the other now, my forties. And the twenty-year-old me was asking the forty-year-old me, "Where did those boobs come from?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, in your forties, everything is bigger and everything is better." And I was trying to explain to both of them, how much better everything is now than it was then and how you just don't know what good is until you're in your 40s or older. Oh, and wow. it was just weird. And can you tell me, you know, what that meant? I
1: Quite think you were really doing that. I think you really were telling your t- the 10-year-old you. And I think when you were 10, you had that dream. You just don't remember it. And when you were 20, you had that dream and just don't remember it. And it really is true every one of us um, I told my grandson one time crystals grow from the outside and then another layer grows out like that and one time my grandson asked me he found one of his old bottles he was still very small but he goes what happened to the baby me because he saw pictures of him or something I can't remember how it came up and I said well the baby you is inside the little boy you and the big boy will be Uh, The little boy will be inside the big boy, and the big boy will be inside the man, and it's all there, and you have access to them at any time. And that's kind of what I was feeling when you were telling me your dream. It's like you you really have that dialogue going on in between that. Another thing I would ask myself is what significant events happened at 10, 20, and 40 of those years of your life? Because numbers and dreams can often refer to ages when those messages were coming through. And what do you get from that?
0: Uh, I found a um, uh, interdimensional university that I frequent, and uh, in this place I uh, attended a class that was uh, populated only by myself and only by myself, not at particular ages but at particular change points in my life, like the me that did or did not marry, the me that did or did not, etc. et etc. Cetera, et cetera. Uh, throughout, the me that did not drop out of the first college, uh, the me that, you know, all the way through. And I found uh, the most confused of me was the one that did not drop out of the first college because I was very straight-laced and I knew that wasn't for me. But I know part of me would have stayed there and towed whatever that weight was. So the various perceptions of me that changed... The one that uh, taught the class was the me that never, ever stopped being the fine artist, which I stopped to become an author, which I stopped to do this show, which I stopped to do a number of things, because I felt that I had to very much outgrown fine art because I couldn't get a big enough picture painted to affect enough people, uh, which was what, in reality, I came here to do. So the various me's... Um, and, uh, well, He's I have our so joy many future lives tonight. to play with these concepts, and I will do other things in other lives. This is a wrap-up so. si- signal. All <laughs> oh, right.
1: But uh, I was just telling them why I was doing that. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Well, you had a lot of lives. Okay. Well, it was our joy and honor to take you to the door tonight, and your decision to go through it? It's not my idea. They're telling me we're out of time
0: i um...